We're back at it here at the Weekly Pass, speaking about NHL awards, NBA awards, everything all awards, right? And we got the NBA draft, all that and more on the Bond Joe Laughlin Weekly Pass. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, AfterBuzz TV. And now, let the buzz. Go check them out. Go look them up. You'll like it. These two are like into like you like I'm all right. Who is this? Yes, logic. Welcome back to the weekly pass. I'm Bonnie Jill Laughlin, and we are back. Sorry I missed last week. I was sick and I'm still a little out of the weather, but I'm so glad my Fabulous co-hosts were able to take over, and uh, you guys had a good time. We, we had a lot, you. You had a lot mm-hmm. to talk about. So much oh. to talk about this week, but we missed you last week. Yeah, but we were we were like two little baby deers <laughs> without our mama. <laughs> but it was good. I thought you did great. I was in bed watching y'all, and Aww. it was fantastic. And you um, went to the NHL awards. I did. I talk did. Us, you know, through all of that, because you know, some people may not know. You know, NBA sure. awards just happened last night as well. What, you know, instead, you know, of just doing the ESPY Awards, now the each sport is kind of doing their own mm-hmm. type of awards to celebrate, you know, Rookie of the Year, MVP, right. and kind of, you know, having their own platform. Exactly. Yeah, we I went to Vegas last Wednesday and was able to just take in the entire event. I had the honor of interviewing oh, you look pretty. Ovi. Oh, my goodness. That How was... excited were you? Okay, so how this went down really quick. Yeah, we you tell people when you're on a red carpet, isn't it, it oh, isn't like they're going to stop at every single no, person. You have to be never. like calling their name out. You almost are like kind of like a weird stalker. Yes, okay, so here's <laughs> so we were thank God, we were third on like this was a huge huge red carpet. I mean, it, it, was, it was a huge L. It was long. So I we were the third outlet. It was NHL Network and then Washington. Oh, you had a good position. Great position. So we were uh, NBC Washington was right next to us. Well, of course, Ovi was talking to oh, there's Kobe. Um, Ovi was talking to Washington. Right. So his publicist was standing next to me. I was like, "Hey, do you mind?" And I just kind of like peppered that a little bit yeah. and and um he was incredible and was able to kind of usher ov to me after oh, he perfect. did washington and he was you so don't want to be at the end of the press line because no. the guys start getting mm-hmm. annoyed and they just want to walk through. well he was you one, know they don't care absolutely he, I, our outlet was one of three that he spoke with so that was just enormous and I, I was not able to talk to him about um anything coaching related so the Barry Trot situation none of that so that kind of was stinky because i wanted to ask him how is the team going to how is the momentum going to shift you know what i'm saying right. like with now losing your head coach and you now have this momentum of the Stanley Cup how are you guys going to prepare this summer i wasn't allowed to ask any of that so mm. i asked him what he was going to do with the cup um, he gets two days with it which is kind of what nice, is he but, doing uh, he's going to he's actually going to take it to uh, let his mom enjoy it which is so cute <laughs> oh, wow that's so not what i can, expected that's cute i know so you guys can catch the interviews <laughs> on my youtube page and also, I mean, they're all over the place. But um, yeah, the oh, he I was he, he was incredible. I got um, to interview Kopi, and uh, yeah, yeah, who oh else gosh, was Taylor Hall. so? Who else was there that would be? Um, I don't know anyone else that's yes. notable, and maybe it's people that snubbed and didn't go. Of course, uh, well, Andre Kopitar, Jonathan Quick was there, but he did oh. not walk the carpet. So Jonathan oh. Quick won the award for um, least fewest goals against. So that was pretty okay. amazing. There's Patrice Bergeron from the Bruins, an open incredible your eyes, player. Open your eyes. <laughs> I know, right? I look at his wife in the background. She does not look happy. Oh, she She's looks like, so mad. Um, but the other thing, too, is, you know, these wives that came with them just look like they want to be anywhere but there. But Ovi's wife was just adorable. But Taylor Hall. Oh, she's pretty. Yeah, she, that's his six-month girlfriend. He was so cute. He's like, I've been with her for six months. He talked more about oh, her wow. than his award. It was adorable. <laughs> but, um, no, so he, Ta- Taylor Hall won his Heart Most Valuable Player Award. So he, he was stellar. Victor Hedman was there. 
Oh my gosh, you guys, so many. Pecorine was there. Derek Englund was there. There's me with Jason Zucker from the Minnesota Wild. They actually posted on their Instagram, so that was kind of fun. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so we, I don't know, we had such a good time. I was able to talk to literally did everyone. You get, did you Pecorine. get everyone? Yes, Pecorine Perfect. was the only one. I'm bummed about that because he was the Vesna Trophy winner. Right. But um, just everyone was so gracious. And it's funny because we watched these players and they're fierce on the ice. They're just oh yeah devils. And they were so polite, so gentlemanly. Uh, generous with you know my questions and it just was really wonderful. But Vegas, the the thing of the evening was Vegas. Vegas, Vegas, Vegas. One best GM, uh, Jack, the Jack Adams Coach of the War, Coach of the Year award went to uh, Jerry Gerard. And then oh my gosh, so this was one of my favorite things. The Mark Messier Leadership Award is for essentially a player that exemplifies leadership on and off the ice. Well, Derek Englund from the Vegas Golden Knights won. Okay. He's the first player that has never worn the C. And let's remember, too, that Vegas does not have a captain. So we're possibly looking mm. at the birth of oh, the Vegas Golden Knights' go. new captain. Okay. So that was a really cool moment of the night. But, yeah, it was all, all about Vegas, obviously. Did all the Golden OB. Knights show up just because it was in Vegas? Several of them did. Actually, yeah. the only people that really walked the carpet were the nominees. Which was interesting. Okay. We did have a couple celebrities, uh, Wonder like Woman, Linda. I don't know her last name. Oh, but... I thought you were gonna say Gal Gadot. I'm all no, obsessed yeah. with her. No, I'm like that's the huge. original <laughs> Wonder Woman was there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got to interview her, um, and then Jeff Belushi, who was okay. quite tipsy. So that was not my best <laughs> interview. I'm not gonna lie, um, but yeah, he was a little interesting. Uh, but yeah, we've got. Did they do a Lifetime Achievement Award or any kind of um, awards for people who do things off the ice that are, you know, in community service? Because that's what the they, NBA does as they, well. They do. They do. Oh, and also the – man, I'm, I'm sorry. My heart's just, like, beating because the Humboldt Broncos, the Wait, survivors were they, there. They were there. And did they, And then they put them up on the stage. Yes, and so many with, of the players. With the NHL players as yes, well. Yes, and that was just such a story of the night. But they actually came on the carpet, and I, my hands were just, like, shaking. They did go on the carpet. You're just looking at this team, and the, their coach won the community leader award. Okay. I mean, there's just uh, wow. they were giving back, and all the players were acknowledging them when they won their awards. That just and, makes the night just that. Yeah, I mean, you know? how can you not see that yeah. and see that team, see the survivors, and just not feel like life is just so precious? And look at what right. they're doing. That's to nice back. that the NHL extended that invite mm-hmm. to them. Yes, yes, yes. And so. Yeah, really powerful night. Great interviews, great time. Just like I said, just really generous with you know their time. You know what I mean? Like right. mo- most, I feel like when you're on red carpets, they want to just get through, and their publicists want to get them through. I was able to talk to PK Subban, who just actually was honored with the cover of the 2019 NHL. Oh, mm-hmm. nice! Game. Yeah. So that was pretty amazing. PK was PK was funny, but uh, yeah, you know, just ah. We could play a little snippet of the award here and see if we can get a beat. Nice to meet you, Becky oh, from TV. Pleasure. He was, Congratulations. He was I was so sobbing. Wonderful. 44 years. Watching you raise that cup was just the most unbelievable moment. Now we can Shout out to his publicist in the background Enjoy there. tonight. <laughs> now what are you going to do with your cup on your day? Everybody's dying to know. Uh, it's a good thing I have a two days. Yeah, and two yeah. days is so, unheard of also. You guys uh, usually you get one day as a player. So get back home. He deserves uh, to. I will yeah. know the plan. I will know... So serious. And, <laughs> that's the thing. Almost all of them, when you watch these interviews, the players were, were just so subdued, and, and you're used to seeing them with just so much passion and fire. So close together. How do you take the momentum of this into next season? I know you're going to be enjoying it this summer, but how do you step up your game next season after winning the Stanley Cup finally? Yeah, um, I think Osh said uh, it's back to back. Uh, you know, and um, 
I wish I was able to when ask him about that question. When yeah, because yeah, I just, like I said, I want to know. That's a huge shakeup. And then also, you know, we knew we know that he's been still. traded now, or he's now with the Islanders, which is going to be right. huge because the Islanders are on par to be doing some good things. And then Matthew won the the um, Rookie of the Year there, the Calder Trophy. I think that we have a picture of that somewhere. But, yeah, there's there's just so much happening with the Islanders. I can't wait to see what happens with them. How many mm-hmm. years have they been doing the NHL Awards? Because for the NBA, this is only the yeah, second season. Yeah, they've done two years of the yeah. NBA Awards. Yeah, yeah. No, this is – it's fairly new. I'll have to look yeah. that up. But, yeah, this is not – this hasn't been around for a long time, so – now fans get to come to this. Yeah, oh, they yeah. Do. So they had a huge. Okay, so that's different than NBA yeah, no, NBA NHL awards. Honors. Oh my gosh. Private. Yeah, and NHL yeah, no, honors this as well. Was was huge fan red carpet. So basically, the way it wow. laid out is they did the red carpet with us, the media. Then they went through this door, and it was was this, it at T-Mobile or where was it at? Uh, no, it was at the Hard Rock Hotel. Yeah, so oh. they had they had like combining rooms. Oh, that's a rooms. small venue, though. Yeah, it was fairly okay. small, but the, the fans were electric. And then Kopi got to or, not Kopi, I'm sorry, Ovi got to walk through with the the cup. And, I was going to say the, the cup was just, there, obviously. Yeah. Okay. yeah, I mean, I I have so many selfies and pictures of that thing, but it, it was such an electric night. And yeah, they really involved the fans quite a bit into it. So, and the players all signed autographs, and like that's I said, great. you can go on their Instagram and just see everything that they they were doing. So. Really special. We've got the free agency coming up July 1st. So, again, we're going to – what do you think about Tavares? How do you think that's going to land? Tavares, God. I mean, I definitely think Trotz signing with the Islanders yeah. helps. Yeah. I mean, he wants a coach that went and won a Stanley Cup. Right. You got one. Yeah. Like, there you go. I mean, what player wouldn't want that? Right. And I think the Islanders, you know, they poised to do a lot of good things. Sure. So, I definitely think that's a reason to stay. Yeah. But, you but know. the talk of the free agency is, is definitely Tavares. They want to know what's happening mm-hmm. with him. So – yeah, we're going to see what's happening with that. Kolvacek uh, also signed with the LA Kings. That is huge. Russian player, 2018 Olympics MVP. Go Kings. That huh? is going to be huge for the Kings. So Kolvacek's on a three-year with them. So much news. Yeah. Well, switching to award season, yeah. so to mm-hmm. speak, the NBA had their awards last night, and uh, I think a lot of it was pretty much a given. Like, yeah, you kind of know. And it's we... funny because they're saying that some of the guys weren't sure if they won or not, but I was told they already kind of know who's going to win because then they know not to show up or show up except mm. for rookie of the year which has been you know something somewhat controversial all season long because as we know Ben Simmons won but is he really a rookie you know mm-hmm. th- that's the big talk is he was out his first real rookie year I guess you want to call it like a red shirt type of thing right where he got injured and then now he wins it and dominates in his sophomore type season, okay. and so okay. I don't know. So I don't know if you saw, but Donovan Mitchell, we have a picture of it. He showed up in a car, which I thought was hilarious. Was it the? Uh, it's his rookie, the rookie car. <laughs> <laughs> and rookie I don't car, know. I just thought sweatshirt. it was funny because it's like he's actually kind of digging at the fact that he, you know, kind of feels like he's the real, you know, rookie. And you know, being said that Ben Simmons did. I mean, like I said, he That's did. Funny. You know, dominate, and he had twelve triple doubles. I mean, he passed Magic Johnson, you know, kind of a big deal. Yeah. And Oscar Robertson is the only person who he, you know, is number one in that. But I thought it was just kind of crazy. I mean, his Simmons had 21. He averaged 21, uh, 15.8 points from the field, 8.1 boards, 8.2 assists in his rookie year. Not, 15, not, 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 too, not too bad. Eight, which is <laughs> first year injured, first year actually playing the game. Right. Like, that's amazing. Yeah. But there is, you know, there is that, well, we've been going back and forth. I mean, Becky, you remember the beginning mm-hmm. of the show, we started talking about, you know, our first show, you know, Rookie of the Year, like yeah. Ben Simmons or Donovan Mitchell, you mm-hmm. know, or even like there are talks about Jason Tatum, you know, mm-hmm. so there was a lot. But 
there is always going to be, I feel like, that asterisk of like, oh, really, were though? you really a rookie? Yeah, you should see like mm. from the league, from mm. the players really to though. executives. Yeah. Who would you have liked to have seen Especially winning? Donovan Mitchell is yeah. what a lot of people Oh, well, Donovan think, Mitchell. You know? Donovan Mitchell, I think, definitely deserves like a lot of praise. Right. I definitely, I mean, he was second. I mean, he definitely deserves for what he did, for right. where he was picked, and what he's done with that team. I know Quinn Snyder was nominated for Coach of the uh-huh. Year, but Donovan Mitchell pretty much almost single-handedly. I know we had like guys like Gobert and Inglis, mm-hmm. but it was really him taking that team. But then again, he just couldn't match up to who, by NBA rule, is a rookie. Right. By rule. And NBA rules also give the awards, so by rules... Yeah. Ben Simmons wins Rookie of the Year easily, even though, I mean, if you, because you have to look at them as rookies, Mm -hmm. and if you look at them as rookies, Ben Simmons wins. If you don't. And you look at Ben Simmons, his size, uh, the way he handles the ball, and his speed, I mean, he's pretty badass, you know, but you look at Donovan Mitchell, and he did fill a great role, you know, in Utah as, you know, especially, he didn't really hit a wall. You know, which is very, no. you know, rare. Normally, rookies hit a wall. So, I, I mean, again, like, I'm just trying to stir the pot, but it is interesting to see, yeah, you know, what people are saying in the NBA that they do not feel that this was a true rookie. Sure, sure. Yeah, but, I mean, it's it's just, it's a real tough debate because if you go by what the law says mm-hmm. or what the rules say, then, yeah, Ben Simmons is a rookie. He deserved right. the award. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But if you want to go by... And I think that's just kind of the debate for both sides. Well, Donovich, you can say, oh, this was his first year. He obviously right, deserves right. it. Ben Simmons' side, you can say, which I firmly am on, is that Ben Simmons technically is a rookie. He did not play basketball last year for yeah. the Philadelphia 76ers yeah. as this is his first technical season right. playing basketball as it's his first season as a rookie. Right. Only season as a rookie because you can't mm. have a second season as a rookie. I shouldn't have said that because I'm you want to come at me like that. No, I'm with you on it. I just think there's a – if you look on social media, a lot of people – and it's not just jazz fans. A lot of people are upset with the fact that people they feel like – People like Donovan like, Mitchell. You know, yeah, they do, they love him. And you look at, you know, the flip side. There's a couple, you know, a bunch of little things that I thought were interesting with the NBA Awards. So, Dwayne Casey, who was the coach of the oh Toronto Raptors, God. I thought it was a little uncomfortable <laughs> speech. I mean, because yeah. I don't know if you – No, if that's you saw, all of it is. But he's like – it was funny because he goes – so I don't know if you all know, but I was fired. fired. Yeah. <laughs> and the way he said it was like a little bit of a dig, oh, right? Oh, sure. But at the same time, you know, it's just interesting, I think, personally, that he's the one who won. I, just because <laughs> of every, all the dynamics and everything. It just, I thought. I, I think I, it's I, hilarious. I hear his coach of the year, but I got fired. It's like this weird oxymoron. You know what I mean? Yeah. Absolutely. And I, I mean, I think in the background, too, the Raptors, you know, are obviously like, uh. Yeah. Did we mess up? I don't know. Uh, I yeah. just wonder. Yeah, so, you did, Raptors. And so if people who don't know for the NBA Awards, what they do is everyone has tables, and each team gets a table. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if you saw. So Dwayne Casey's <laughs> sitting, like, at that table, the Raptors. But do you know what I mean? Yes. It was just the whole thing. He's was not like, on the Raptors yes. anymore. He got fired after right. leading them to the best record in the East and winning Coach of the I Year. I mean, yeah. I guess no. that's pretty epic, though, to win Coach of the Year under that circumstance. I mean, that's the biggest middle finger to the Raptors. Yeah, right. I think they're the middle fingers. Yeah. I know. <laughs> How okay, you gotta admit, Bill Baller Russell move. giving yeah. the finger to Charles Barkley was <laughs> hilarious. Now that's that's not it, that's another time. But well, he uh, just yeah, he <laughs> likes to do that. That just shows that he likes to do it. But uh, oh, that so was great. Amazing. but Bill Russell gives Charles Barkley the finger and then mm-hmm. later he put on Twitter, Hey, I didn't know we're on live TV, but right. I can't help myself when I see Charles Barkley. Yeah, he said if I see Chuck, that's what I gotta wanna, do. I just wanna give him the finger. So good. There it is. There yeah, it is. So good. <laughs> 
Oh, but look at his face. He's like, I mean, I don't know. I just thought it was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. There were some good moments for sure. Um, but, yeah, that's, you know, it's it just think, something that, you know, mm-hmm. people are going to talk about is, like, you know, Dwayne Casey, like, gets coach of the year but fired. Yeah. And there's so many other coaches that who people votes? wonder. Brad like, who, Steve, who, you who know, Brad Stevens possibly could have been, you know. I, I think Brad he Stevens was a, deserved Brad. it. I actually think he would have been the best sure. pick personally. And then you look at, like, oh, you know, Coach Lou or Coach right. Kerr. Who are in the finals? They don't even get nominated. You know, there's so many different factors that go right. into the, you know, the entire season. Are these fan and, votes? Who picks Coach of the Year? No, they've got you know everything from the executives okay. to media. That's how to, NHL yeah, is too. It's yeah. very. It's kind of a everything conglomerate. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 for sure. When it comes like mm-hmm. percentages of what they grow, mm-hmm. you know, they'll say like, "Oh, you're the fan yeah. vote." Yeah. yeah, like the GMs and hockey vote on the Vezina, the best goaltender. Right, and you, you always kind of think, ah, uh, eh, eh. I don't know if I feel if I agree with that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So okay, so we got MVP James Harden. Mm-hmm. Of okay, course. of course, of course. Yeah. So all season long, we've known, you know, he's just been dominating. Mm-hmm. But again, and me, mm-hmm. you know, of all people, um, LeBron James is always in the conversation when MVP, and mm-hmm. a lot of people said he should have won because mm-hmm. taking the team to the NBA playoffs under turmoil. That, you know, there's so many factors. What is the MVP? You know, is it, you know what I mean? Is it like making your team better? Is it being able to carry the whole team on your back? Is it individual statistics? Yeah, yeah. Like, what is it? I mean, I, you know, I don't have the answers for that, but it, you know well, what I mean? But I it's mean, interesting to, first to of see all, how it, you know, panned out. Yeah, first of all, MVP. Not playoffs. I understand yes. that he took but isn't the team it funny to the people, But isn't yes. it funny how we, so many people don't know? They'll say, like, wait, it should be, you know. It's not playoffs. I agree. It should matter. be LeBron James, and they'll, like, not know that it, playoffs are not right. in the mix for right. any sport. They're not in there. But right. there are other people that could have, you know, you could, you know, mention well, if LeBron, you start talking about, like, playoffs. But sure. a whole season long, you know, individual statistics, James Harden killed it. But you can give it to LeBron mm-hmm. every year, though. That's the thing. Yes. He's mm-hmm. always in the conversation, yes. and he's never not going to be in the conversation. You could always... He's the safest bet for MVP every year. Right. But the safe bet isn't always the best one. Mm-hmm. Maybe he's like a two or a three, but I definitely think Anthony Davis deserved to be where he was. And I think mm. James Harden... I love AD. Oh, me too. I think James Harden deserves it way more than anyone. Look at... I mean, if you look at and the playoffs, look, and look at I'm how kidding. many times James Harden was right there, and then Steph won it, and mm-hmm. then you know he kind of was that. Yeah, this second. was his year for sure. And he yeah. said, "I don't know if I'm buying this," but he said that he didn't have a speech really prepared because he wasn't sure if he mm-hmm. was what? actually going to win over over and over yeah. who. And I was like, I don't know, but that suit you're wearing it looked pretty much like you knew you were going to be on stage. Like you knew you were going to be accepting. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, I don't know, like. Yeah, LeBron, How do you, well, LeBron could win it every year, but... But they don't give it to LeBron every year, because no. why would they give it to LeBron every year? That's not interesting or Well, how do you fun. guys feel about his comment about not needing anything else on the team to win next year? Like, he believes that they're ready to go and they're stacked. Mm. How, what is your thoughts on that comment? That's a pretty bold statement. Dave, I'll let you take it first. Yeah, <laughs> that might be a little... I definitely think that he's right. I definitely think if they keep doing what they're doing, maybe add just different pieces. Maybe the mm-hmm. talent level can be the same, but mm-hmm. it's just different pieces. Maybe a better three-point shooter or someone who yeah. can defend better. But, I mean, it kind of feels like a little sly, like, because, I mean, you know, Houston's still going after LeBron. Yeah, but also... Which is like, oh, we don't need anything CP3 else. CP3 is uh, injury-prone, injury-prone, even from the Clippers. Like, it's he's amazing not... the contract that CP3 yeah. wants, though. Like, I'm sorry. I don't know if I want to see. Is he reliable? I, I don't. I, I, do I want to no. see Chris no, Paul in a, in a jersey at 37? Like I don't know if he's going to be able to. Like, <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean? Like, yeah. by the time he's done with his max contract, he's going to be too old to do anything. But, and we for all a team. know in every sport, the guys that get the five year deal mm-hmm. and 
you see them all the time and, you know, the pitchers and all of a sudden you're going, God, I, you know, cut your losses, but the team doesn't want to, mm-hmm. you, know, right, so right. con- you know, so they'll continue to play them. They continue to force the issue because the money, and then it just doesn't pan out. I mean, there's maybe what a couple here and there that work, but think about it. A lot of it has to do with even like oh, loyalty, you know, even with mm-hmm. Kobe, like loyalty to the player. Mm-hmm. This is what we're going to give you. We want you to retire, mm-hmm. you know, at, you know, there's a lot at, of times though, mm-hmm. giving a max contract, giving a huge contract to a player doesn't work. Just ask, no. just ask sure. Chandler young, Parsons. Uh, yeah. Right. <laughs> ask Chandler Parsons. And a younger kid, I can get, I get it. There's mm-hmm. an upside potential, but I just, I have a problem with an, you know, a veteran, mm-hmm. especially an, you know, an older veteran that I hate to say it, but you know, in your thirties, yeah. you're already considered He's old going, in yeah, sports. I mean, of course, sure. And 37 years old, 38. Yeah. Well, and again, his injuries or his you're, injuries. You're his a injuries, role player, sir. but are you going to be contribute like you did, right. you know, five years ago? No. Well, why do you think the Clippers didn't offer him such a huge right. contract? Because they right. knew, okay, by the time this max is done, this five-year max, he's going to be in his late mid thirties. Mm-hmm. We don't want a player like that stuck right. under contract. Right. We know, and because we know that player's going to get injured every year. Right. If you look at the Clippers' history, all right. If you just take a little, a short dive back, <laughs> you'll see this is your soapbox when this it comes is, to Clippers. Yeah. <laughs> you'll see one, one every around. December. I didn't even have to check the news. If it was December, Blake Griffin was hurt. Yes. That's how December worked. And by the time January rolled around, they were okay. And somewhere in that little area, definitely the playoffs. Don't forget about the playoffs. 2016. Chris Paul hurt. (laughs) Yep. Injured oh, yeah. something. His and this one hamstring, too. Ham- finger, it's always a whatever. hamstring, and I hate hamstring injuries. I can't. That, they, they frustrate me because yeah. you just should not yeah. have hamstring injury. That means yeah. that you're not stretching. It means you're not. You know what I mean? It's like it's like a very I mean, juvenile injury. Yes, yes. Yeah. and it's something that you can't do anything. Sure, you it, just have to rest. And it's something that uh, the Clippers know is that Chris Paul. And I'm not like you know starting anything, but everyone knows that he was part of the problem why that dynamic did not work. Yeah. because Chris mm-hmm. Paul and DeAndre mm-hmm. and Blake could not get along. Sure, and it was always Chris Paul. It's just it takes me back, and I know I've talked about it so many times before. I don't know if I've talked about it here, but I talk about this everywhere. It takes me back to this. Just it's this video of CP. And DJ has the ball, and it's the end of the game. The Clippers are down by, I think, one or two. DeAndre has the ball with about point, fifth, point like, I almost said point fifteen, like point. I can't remember, but it was less than a second left. DJ has the ball. Um, he's right under the basket, and it's just Chris Paul staring at him, like put up the shot, screaming at yeah. him in his face, mm-hmm. and then DJ's just standing there, like I, I thought the game was over, I thought the clock expired. It was just you could tell from that point that the dynamic was not good, the chemistry was mm-hmm. not there, and no, that this team it, wouldn't do anything because they couldn't get past that hump. We have Ashley already? You do. Hi, Ash. Hey. How are you? How are you? Good. You look pretty and gorgeous, as always. <laughs> they, you can't see us, but we can see you. <laughs> oh, yeah, I can't see you guys. I, see, uh, I don't know who that is, but hi. hi. <laughs> so we got Becky and David here as well, my co-host. We were just talking a little bit about the NBA awards. I don't know if you watched those last night. I and, did. And, you know, just interesting about mm-hmm. Rookie of the Year. And, you know, what is your, you know, we'll jump right into it, Ashley. What are your thoughts on Donovan Mitchell and Ben Simmons, Ben Simmons being a true rookie, even though he did get hurt his first true year what are your thoughts on him stealing that award you know he earned it he had a great season with the Sixers but one thing that I I do want to mention as I'm getting ready for my show that I'm doing um in a couple minutes after this is the fact that you know he kind of did not perform the way I wanted to see him against the Celtics he did have one point in one of those games 
Um, and it's just interesting, even not even not talking about, about those. <laughs> Can you hear me? No, we're talking about, but you know, we were talking about, but it's never about the playoffs. It's about the regular season. Yeah, That's a good point. That's point. a great point. But isn't that funny um, though, that you always want to kind of consider it. that as well, playoffs, but unfortunately they don't include that. I'm sorry. I'm having trouble hearing you. It's kind of going in and out for some reason. Can you hear me now? I feel like the yeah. commercial. Can yeah. you hear me now? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, a lot, I, lot of the times, you know, people want to say that playoffs should be a factor, which I believe so as well. But, you know, you could make the case for MVP with James Harden, LeBron, and what you're talking about with Donovan Mitchell and Ben yeah. Simmons. I enjoyed it. I mean, and, and that's, that's the, the crazy thing is why these awards need to be done right after the regular season um, mm-hmm. is the fact that uh-huh. all the hype is going on right then and there. Right. And then you see the coach of the year, he gets fired, but he gets the award for coach <laughs> yeah. of the year. You see an MVP who, two MVPs who don't make it into their conference finals the way that Jason Tatum did. Right. And those two win it. And then you see an MVP who once again can't make it to his conference finals and gets, you know, beaten by the Warriors. So it's just kind of interesting to see how that works. I really hope that they do change it. But again, Ben Simmons, Donovan Mitchell, it was very close. They both deserved it. I I enjoyed them kind of just, you know, brushing all of it off at the end. They both, you know, they congratulated each other, gave each other a hug. So I think that was um, a nice little touch. It was genuine. So it's just, it's all for fun. You know, when they're, they're talking back and forth, it's all fun. But um, Donovan Mitchell definitely made a case and he did what I don't think most people thought he was going to do this season. Mm -hmm. So um, yeah, I mean, Ben Simmons, he deserved it. He's an all around great player, not just, uh, I mean, he needs to work on his jump shot, obviously, but um, he's pretty good with uh, everything else in terms of being down low, passing to his teammates. So he's one of those guys that I'm really excited to see down the road. What did you think about James Harden and his, his speech, you know, he said, actually, he wasn't prepared because he didn't know he was going to win. But with that suit and, you know, bringing mom on uh, stage, I kind of think he knew he was going to get that award. He knew. <laughs> I think everyone knew. Right. I mean, LeBron James knew because he didn't even show, show up, up to exactly. those awards. Um, so everyone knew it was James Harden. His whole team was there to support him. So there was no doubt in my mind that he didn't know. I mean, he showed up the way he did, obviously, in, uh, in great fashion. Um, it's very interesting to see some of the fashion. They all kind of had the same mm-hmm. sort of trend and like tone um, to their outfits. I thought it was actually really interesting, but James Harden knew. And then that brings me to my next point is the Oklahoma City Thunder had three guys who were MVPs yes, now. They and know. James Harden was also sixth man of the year. I know. So, wow. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if there's something I'm missing here, uh, if they're choosing the wrong guy to, to move forward with, not to mention Victor Oladipo. They also took him away to get PG-13, so who won most improved player. So that was just – I'm kind of wondering what they're doing. They're probably scratching their heads right now. Like, Mm -hmm. did we make the right choice with Russell Westbrook? But um, uh, all in all, James Harden knew, and he deserved it. He really did. He played – he played – he balled out this season. He really did. And Mm -hmm. speaking of the Thunder, PG, like, does Mm -hmm. he stay in Oklahoma City, or does he – Take his talents to L.A. Like, it, there's so many things to discuss here. This, he knows what he gets, right, Ashley, when he's staying with the Thunder. Yeah. Um, does he want that same team? Or does he want to try and, you know, take it somewhere else? This is what I think he's gonna. what's going to happen. Um, I think, you know, LeBron's probably going to opt out on Friday. And I think everyone's kind of just waiting to see, like, what LeBron wants to do. Or they're trying to figure out, okay, <laughs> like, is, yeah. who's going to go – who's going to go where? Um and with Paul George, you do kind of know what you're going to get. And Melo staying there, 
I'm not too impressed with Mello right I'm now. I'm not a Mello fan at all. Too stubborn to come off the bench. Um, there's a lot of different elements going on within that organization that I feel like Paul George is kind of like, do I really want to stay there? But then the Lakers, I mean, they're still up and coming. They still got work to do. But I trust Magic Johnson to be able to turn that that thing around over there. Um, but de- depending on what they what they can get, so they're going to have to figure out certain trades, obviously. And who are they going? If Paul George goes there, and let's say LeBron goes there, or whoever Kawhi, which mm-hmm. I don't think is going to happen anymore. Nope. It just depends who else they're going to try to bring there, and then who they're going to get rid of. So it, this is. The most exciting part about basketball, I mean, the finals were kind of a disappointment, the playoffs were, but this offseason yeah. has been it's, nothing it's, but drama, and it's just been so exciting to watch. And PG, I mean, L.A. would be home for him, Ashley, so that's, you know, when he it wanted was. to leave Indiana, that was another time that he mm-hmm. said, I'd love to go to Lakerland, mm-hmm. and the Lakers do have the money, yeah. as we know, mm-hmm. And but does he want to go to a team that is going is young, but still has to, I mean, let's give him two more seasons at they least. they got a rebuild. lot to do. Right, LA. they have a lot to do, and does he want they to do that? do. You know, I would actually love to see him back question. in a Pacers uniform. I'll be honest with you. <laughs> to see him back with the Pacers and how well, I mean, that mm-hmm. team's already, I mean, look how they, that's the one yeah. team that could have actually yeah. stopped Cleveland. We're in for Cleveland. a next season. But. You're right. Mm-hmm. And to see him in a, yeah. in a Pacers uniform, yeah. actually. I think so. I mean, I don't think he's going to go back there. But, I know, you know but the Pacers are another team. <laughs> um, you know, they got rid of my boy Lance Stevenson. Like, right. he's been so loyal to that organization, and they decided to, to not keep him. So that was kind of upsetting. And then Paul George obviously made a statement about that saying, oh, I'm the bad guy for wanting to leave this organization to go and play for the Thunder. Um, So I think that's just just another element is that these guys need to make decisions of what works best for them. Mm -hmm. And if Paul George wants to go to LA and he wants to be a part of the rebuilding process, unless they can get some other guys there, that's going to be totally his decision, obviously home for him. Um, there's a lot of things to really think about right now, but you know, who knows? Oklahoma City Thunder could maybe make a push for it, but you can't be losing the first round of the playoffs mm. to Donovan Mitchell in the Jazz. <laughs> that you just you, that just can't happen again. Yeah, right? no, they had a they had a super team and they just kind of blew it, which was they did. a terrible thing. I mean, you know, speaking what? of the beginnings of building a super team, we had the NBA draft on Thursday. Mm. Which the Suns had the first pick, and they picked, of course, DeAndre Ayton. What are your thoughts on that? I love it. Well, I'm a little biased. You're friends with him. (laughs) (laughs) So it's automatically not fair. But, you know, I have covered this guy. I had him in my studio, actually, right when the NCAA tournament had ended. Um, You know, he left Arizona. And he came out here to, you know, stay with his mom for a little bit because they they were here even before he decided to go to Arizona. Um, Phoenix was kind of like home besides the Bahamas where he's from. But I thought it was a great a great pick. I mean, you can't pass DeAndre Ayton and the Suns loved him. Um, talking with, you know, the GM, Ryan McDonough, he was blown away by his workouts. I mean, compared to some of these other guys, I mean, you got Marvin Bagley, you got Mo Bamba, you got Jaron Jackson, mm-hmm. who all came in for workouts, who are all strong, big men. Um, who can obviously play the game. But DeAndre Ayton is one guy that really blew them away during the workouts. And he's a guy that can perform right away. He's his strong, his athleticism, his size. Um, he is does kind of remind me of like a true center, even though he didn't right. really play that position in college. He was more of a power forward. Mm. So it will be interesting to see the dynamic of what 
they decide to use him as. But as you know, that the NBA is kind of like a positionless style of basketball now where these bigs can can go to the perimeter and shoot and shoot threes or they can defend the perimeter. So I, I think his experience playing power forward kind of gives them a little bit more versatility with him to be able to play him at a four or five. So um, I thought it was a great pickup. He's going to play very well with Devin. He's already friends with a lot of those teammates, with his, his teammates now, Devin, uh, T- Josh Jackson. I know yes. they've been friends. I really think that's that, Ashley, that Devin Booker and Josh Jackson, that's, that's really going to compliment them. Mm. You almost got that one-two punch now, with, uh, especially with Devin Booker. Mm. You do. The Shaq and Kobe. Yes, it is. Exactly. Exactly. Well, hey, nice to meet you. I'm Becky Ashley. Now, I want to know, who are you most surprised with? I mean, this was a a pretty heavy draft pick. Who do you think is going to impact their team the most? I know we just talked about the Suns, but who, who did you really like? Well, obviously DeAndre Ayton, but yeah. Um, yeah. Mo Bamba. Yeah. I'm big oh, yes. on Hook Mo Bamba. Hook horns. I mean, yeah. <laughs> he is a beast, a seven foot mm-hmm. ten wingspan, and he's been working sure. on that three-point shot. Yeah. Kind of scary. Uh, <laughs> he's going to be alongside Aaron Gordon, which is going to be yeah. really fun. You know, that guy likes to dunk, and then, you know, Mo Bamba is obviously all about his dunking. But, um, you know, a lot, something that a lot of these bigs do kind of have um, that that's kind of similar is – Defensively, they're not super strong, but their game offensively is damn near perfect right. if, if you look at it um, from what they can bring. Very you know versatile style big men, but uh, defensively is kind of a question mark. But I think that Mo Bamba, his ceiling is off the charts. If, if you go back and look at some of his highlights, his dunks mm-hmm. is just unreal. Unreal, quick mm-hmm. reaction times, his awareness on the floor. He's an outstanding rebounder. Um, he could do anything. And his shot blocking instincts, I mean, if you like a nice shot blocking, he's, he's the guy to be yeah. on the lookout for. Oh, I mean, yeah, at right. Summer League, that's something we're going to see a lot of. He's got that wingspan, I mean, right. for sure. But no, I just, yeah. I was just, I was just wondering um, what you thought about him. I mean, a lot of people thought he would go, you know, five to Dallas, mm-hmm. but they, they picked mm-hmm. Trey Young Trey and then Young. Yeah, that made was that whole too. trade for Luka. Yeah, yeah. And he went, and I'm just scared. Do you think he's mm-hmm. going to go the same way of Jonathan Isaac last year? A good college player mm-hmm. that got picked by the Magic and has just kind of fallen into nothingness, yeah. like Mario mm-hmm. Vazonia as well. I don't. I don't think so. I mean, there's no. I don't think a seven foot ten guy or a seven foot ten uh, wingspan mm-hmm. type guy can really not be able to have his game translate into the NBA. I mean, he converted seventy four percent of his shots at the rim in college. Um, didn't really have a ton of teammates that were very good. So just imagine when he's with some guys who've already been there, done that in the NBA, being able to facilitate him the ball, being able to stretch out the floor. Uh, You know, the college game is a little bit different than the NBA, uh, and I think that some of these guys can actually translate their game. And Mo Bamba is one of those. I don't have any concern about him. I mean, just watching him, mm-hmm. the workouts I've been seeing getting posted, his, his working on that three-point shot. And he's also so smart. I know. He's his mm-hmm. interviews. So you, smart. He is so articulate, articulate so yeah. smart. I mean, yeah, I was like blown away by his sure. interviews. He is. And he really explained, you know, how he changed, you know, the mechanics of his shot. He explained like what he calls this angle. Mm. And then I think he moved it from like a 120 to like 105 degree angle or or something like that. Um, I have the interview actually up on my Instagram, but he was talking about that. And I just thought it was like, just interesting. You know, Mm. most guys probably just go through the motions like, okay, this is what I got to work on. He's actually like, no, like I want to understand why we are changing certain parts of my game like that. Cause that's Mm. hard when you're shooting a certain way, your entire career and you come in and you say to yourself, yo, like I need to, I need to make some changes if I want to make it in this game. And 
we all know that yeah. shooting is a big component oh, yeah. of the NBA mm-hmm. now. You I'm can't so, just so be mature. down low. you got to be able uh-huh. to shoot. Be so shoot. Um, give them credit for that. Now, Ashley, the Suns, you know, they had that aggressive trade for um, Villanova star Bridges. Did you have any – I know, you like him too. <laughs> what did you hear from the Suns organization about him before? Did you know that they were going after him, or is he someone that was kind of lined up on their um, on the draft board? To be honest, I think everyone was pretty shocked. I do know that they they did want him um, in, in terms of – what he brought to his team before that, like at Villanova, you know, Ryan McDonough did talk a little bit about that. He didn't really know what he wanted. They were trying to draft, they were trying to trade up to get an earlier pick. Um, and it just didn't fall into place that way. Cause he was talking about how stressful it was after they choose, chose Deandre, they knew like we're going with Deandre. Everyone knew. Right. Um, and then they tried to, you know, trade down. They couldn't. Um, so I think they made a really good deal with the Sixers to get Mikhail Bridges. And he did talk about the fact that this dude won two national championships at Villanova. Mm. And I had asked him, you know, I said, what are you going to do to, you know, bring that style of mindset, that winning mentality to the Phoenix Suns? And, you know, he said, you know, most people don't understand, like, what it really takes to, to go to get to win, you know, to win two. You know, most people can't even say they've won one. And the fact that he won two, he's going to be bringing that style of mindset to the Phoenix Suns, which they need. Um, and I, I think he's going to be able to turn it around because you saw what he did it today at Villanova. He might not be as big as some of these other guys who got drafted in the top five, but uh, he's someone who's definitely versatile, can uh, defend. He's good offensively, and um, he's not a, he's not afraid to be out there and play. So. I think it was definitely a good pickup for them. Mm. How was the energy? You were at the Suns draft party. How mm-hmm. was the energy? I mean, because y'all have really made some vast improvements that can make you guys now a playoff mm-hmm. team, a contender. I'm mm-hmm. sure everyone was just saying it was a good night for the Suns. <laughs> it was a lot of fun, you know, watching everyone get so excited. It was the first time in history they had the number one pick. Mm-hmm. Um, it was it was a long night, though. I mean, we were there for from, like, uh, three or yeah, three o'clock until around like 10, 30, 11 o'clock. Yeah, so it was it, a yeah. long it's, night it is long. because the Suns had a ton of draft picks. I mean, mm-hmm. I think their last draft pick was at 59th. So we had to wait for the press conference um, all the way through basically the whole draft. Um, but yeah, it was really exciting. And I do think a lot of people were a little bit um, shocked with some of the, the picks at what do they have the number 31 or was it 31? They had the, the pick. Um, they, they chose the guy from France. I think that was a little bit of a shock. I was hoping that they would choose Jalen. I thought that'd be really cool if they can bring in two Villanova guys. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know that they were pretty high on Jalen and Aaron holiday. Uh, I, I think if, um, Aaron holiday might've still been there, they might've gone for him. Mm-hmm. Um, he was one of those guys they really did like, I think they brought him back twice. So, yeah, the energy in there was obviously amazing. Um, it was just so much fun to see the excitement of Suns fans because that's something they really need to build in Phoenix is a culture. And that's why they chose DeAndre Ayton. And obviously, he's a great player. He's the best in the draft. They had to go with him. There was no doubt in my mind. But if you think about it from a marketing perspective, there is no better fit in this draft than a guy like DeAndre Ayton who went to U of A. So they're going to, uh-huh. for games, they're going to bring people up from Tucson oh, yeah. wanting to support him. He's lived out in Phoenix for the long, the longest time from from what I know from from now. Um, he played at high school here. He actually played against Marvin Bagley. So hometown you know, he's kid, been out here. People yeah. love the hometown kid mm-hmm. for sure. They do. Yes. Well, we want to shift the attention onto you for a minute. 
Okay. How is it being a woman in a male-dominated industry? You obviously are very experienced, and I, I just, I guess, personally for myself, I just want to know how do you keep yourself relevant? How do you keep yourself, you know, in this again when you're in this industry that's just so, you know, tough, if you will? Mm-hmm. What are your techniques for keeping yourself ahead of the game? Oh, I'm gonna have to warm up for this one. Um, <laughs> um, girl power. Yes, yeah, girl power. Exactly. You know we had to ask you this, Woo. Ashley. <laughs> it's you know we and you have talked about this before. It's you know pretty. It is difficult um, because not only are you expected to look good, but right. you better know just as much as everyone else and and more. I mean, the, the, I think we are held to a higher standard yep. or, or a higher expectation. Mm-hmm. Um, if you mess up something, it's like, oh no, like she's a girl. Of course, you know, it's like one little slip up. It could be like just misspelling something or autocorrect. And, you know, they're on your, they on you about that. So, oh, she's a girl. She doesn't know anything. Or if I have an opinion that's different, they always have to say, oh, go back to the kitchen. So that kind of stuff is still there, um, unfortunately. But with me, I think it's just having thick skin. And And I tell people this all the time is you're going to have people that, that don't like you regardless of what you do. And, um, it's just, you need to just know how to drown out the noise. And sometimes it's hard. I mean, there's been some hurtful things. There's been, um, people who just assume that I'm where I'm at because I do certain things. And that's another stereotype that doesn't make any sense to me whatsoever. Cause all the women that I've met in this industry have earned their right to be there. They've worked mm-hmm. hard, endless hours, um, you know, working their way up. So yeah, it's, it's difficult, but you know, staying relevant is being consistent with what you do, making sure you're constantly posting on, on, you know, social media has been a huge platform for me is just being consistent, um, taking pictures, being in the studio, producing content, um, and just trying to just, you know, make your way and make connections. Relationships are, I think are the, the number one thing in this yeah. industry. Um, and it can make or break you if you don't have, you know, those relationships, because that that's where you get the jobs is, someone who refers you or someone who has faith in you, who's worked with you before, who knows someone. So relationships are so huge. And especially I think girls need to stick together a little bit more. Um, and I feel that a lot of girls also tend to see each other as competition. And it's something I've ran into in, in recent weeks is I'll walk in somewhere and I'll smile and say hi. And some girls will just, you know, kind of roll their eyes and um, to me, like that's, that's not okay. Like I, I know that we are, it's competitive out there. But there's enough space for all of us because you and I spoke about this, Ashley, like we should be supporting each other because there's enough space for all of us. And me and Ashley met and we hit it off right away. We were Mm -hmm. um, introduced by Arash, actually, in Marchese. And but there's so many times where, I mean, she's not, you know, she's telling the truth that there's a lot of women who will try to bring you down. The majority of the people that brought me down when I was the first female scout were Mm -hmm. females. They were not men. That's what I'm saying. There's so like you were saying about the stereotype. I just I don't get it because you don't really see that with men. Maybe we do, but we don't. It's not on the forefront, but it is with women. It's so competitive and people are just but it doesn't have to be like that because everyone has a voice everyone that's why i wanted to know your techniques is that i think that that's truly what sets women in this industry apart is how do you do it what are your techniques for being successful and you clearly have done that so thank you for sharing that with us so much of course i could talk about it all day (laughs) for days and i'm sure you guys do too it's hard but you know we all need to to stick together for sure now ashley tell us where we can find you and you know so people can see all the great stuff you're doing. I know you're going to be at Summer League and we'll be at Summer League, so we'll see you there. But um, yeah, but just, you know, people want to know because you are very knowledgeable. You're great as a guest. So Thank tell, you. you know, everyone where they can find you um, and for people in um, the Arizona area as well. 
Yeah, you can follow me at Ashley Neville on either Twitter or Instagram. I also have a YouTube channel. If you just you know type in Ashley, you could find the the link on my Instagram page. Facebook at Ashley Neville, LinkedIn at Ashley Neville. You can't really go wrong. Just Ashley Neville. Perfect. Just make sure that the spelling is spelled right. Because, yeah, Perfect. it's pretty pretty easy to find me. Well, thank you so much for coming on, my friend. I appreciate it. And, you know, I'm excited for your sons. You know, I think it's a... Uh, a lot of, uh, you know, yeah. promising uh, future now for It's going to be sun. sunny in uh, Phoenix I this know. fall. Mm-hmm. It <laughs> is. It's going to be we, hot out here. And then we'll see you at, in Vegas, and we'll, you know, get a drink or go eat or something. Of course. Okay. I would love that. All right. Thank you guys so much for having okay, me. Okay, thanks, Thank honey. You. Bye. Bye. She's awesome, huh? Amazing. Great. Oh, my gosh. She's so great. She's yeah. so level-headed. Get it? Neville, level, level. Ah, uh, oh, my God. Puns where's, where's the little pun, right. puns All for right. days? All yeah, right. thanks for bringing her on. She was great. Yeah, I just think, you know, it's important. Um, and, David, you you will agree with this. You know, oh, for sure. But that it's, it is important for us to highlight females on this show as well. I mean, me and Becky are obviously females, and it's good mm-hmm. to show that they, you know, even though you would think, you know, we're in 2018, we're still paving the way oh, for, like, so for, for females to be able to not just be in sports industry, but actually be credible, knowledgeable, respected, and, you know, oh, be able so to true. kind of just don't, don't see us any different. You know right. what I mean? It's just part of, well, it's just part it's, of the media. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's a very... Or any sports, you unfortunate, know, front office. Yeah. I mean, unfortunately, position. I mean, the whole kind of stereotype around sports throughout history, and it's still very much apparent, is sports. Sports is for guys. Yeah. Like, that's what a lot of people say. And then when girls try to come out and say, oh, like, I can talk sports too, then all mm-hmm. the guys are like, well, well no, no, you can't. Mm-hmm. But yes, they can. Right. It's and, like a one-upmanship. You know, yes. it just feels mm-hmm. like no matter whether you're female or male, someone we have the females trying to one-up us right. in some other company. And Becky, you know, I'm sure you've been in a bar where a guy's like jawing off, and mm-hmm. then you start saying something, and he'll think, oh, you're a girl, you don't know anything, and then mm-hmm. you'll just run him over, and then you're like... Especially hockey. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it's amazing, because you know, there's just because you're a man doesn't mean that you know sports. Oh, no, 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 no. But it is, but it is true what she said. Mm-hmm. If you do make a mistake as a female, yeah. it is magnified. It's amplified. Yes, it's like one little tiny thing you say but wrong. But guys... In the industry can make, yeah. I mean, well, they, people, people they can make mistakes all day long, and right. it's it's. Fine. I feel like it's shifting though. I mean, I definitely no, there's more and more women. I mean, there's more and more opportunities. I, I think that things are moving in the right direction. I hope so. so, and I think it is still evolving and changing. But you know, just like being at Radio Row at Super Bowl, like mm, I would go sure. through there, y'all. It was five percent females. Majority is mm. all men. You know, it's people. still, yeah. and I. Mm-hmm. It's bad that I can say I'm just kind of used to seeing that. You mm-hmm. know, but it should eventually start to change and like she yeah. said it's very much so is supporting each other because females tend to I be agree. more competitive than males yeah. that's the fact yeah well and it's like anything else in the entertainment industry everyone has a different look a different personality yes. a different skill different niche yes. everything yeah the way they deliver things all you know it's completely yeah. different but for some reason females tend to very much so i maybe because yeah. they think there's only you know, X amount of jobs, there's not enough jobs for mm-hmm. females, mm-hmm. but I still just think I think that space. that's exactly what mm-hmm. it is. We're already just having to claw our way to get in. Yeah. Once you get there, it's like, well, I don't want, it's territorial for sure. Mm-hmm. So. I mean, I mean, you can look at it in the sports broadcasting world, but also in just like the main sports world. I mean, teams like the Spurs, mm-hmm. you got Becky Hammond right. coming up, could be the first female head yes, coach. And, which I, and I love her. Which is amazing. And she's, yeah. the thing is, she's so knowledgeable and she's been in the same organization as Pop, who is probably mm-hmm. one of the And if Pop's going to hire you, mm-hmm. what is that? What is that? that says right a lot. I, right. She knows the game so well mm-hmm. and she has such a great coaching IQ right. and could be possibly one of the best coaches. 
I would through, love like, to coach see her of the year. I, that would be groundbreaking. Yeah. And it, right? it, it's it's going to happen. It would I think show just, people, right. too, that, oh, yeah, yeah. they can do it it's just as happen. well. And as even guys female can. refs, though, they get a lot of, they get a, oh, I mean, gosh, you I know the Chris Paul stuff? Remember? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, truth be told, even though there's, you know, they're... Even the refs, they get it. I mean, I think they, they actually yeah. get it worse than like anyone from the, from the players. Because the players don't, yeah. they don't think they're credible. No. Mm-hmm. They go, and remember, oh, you're not. And remember LeVar Ball getting on that, yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. and it starts to turn mm. and shift and it's, yeah. uh, well, so we've just identified why we have to claw our way into this world because it's just it's about the credibility, and that's why I wanted to ask her, like, how does she stay relevant and credible because that's just so much about what we as journalists have to try to always do at every point, you know? Right, and you experience it when you're even on the red carpet, right? When you're trying oh, to, like, yeah. if you're a, a man, mm-hmm. a man's next to you and you're trying to get an interview, it's yeah. kind of like all... <laughs> I'm the kind of person, though, even at the NHL Awards, like, I made friends with the Washington NBC guy next to me. It was a male. And right. I, and I made friends with him. And I just think that part of it is just who you are. Like, I don't go on to the, the attack, you know? When Neither I'm in I. these environments. I I'm, try to make friends I'm, with everyone. Yes, I introduce mm-hmm. myself. Yeah. And that's why when she talked about networking, I was like, that's so true. Networking is everything. It's, it's everything. And I know, yeah. you know, it's not fair maybe in certain situations, but I'm not saying you're going to get the job, but it opens doors. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense, Absolutely. you know, and a lot of it, I mean, and it's not just with us, mm-hmm. you know, think about a coaching staff. When a guy is, you know, gets the new head coach mm-hmm. for an organization, who do you think he hires? Mm-hmm. His friends. True. He hires his friends, his group. You know what I'm saying? A lot of the assistants yeah. who are, you know, currently in that position know, oh, he's going to bring in his own people. Yeah. I mean, everything is about relationships, favors. I mean, you know what I mean? Yeah. There's a lot of... And I, it just being relatable. I mean, like I said, I just had such a good experience with, like, Ovi's publicist on the carpet yeah. because I remember being in that moment like, oh, should I ask? But I was like, no, I'm going to ask. You know, I think it's just you t- you you conversate, you ask, yeah. you talk. And and you know what? The worst thing they can say is no, no so just exactly. be aggressive. Yeah. Oh, I always tell God. females, just go after it. Be, and, you aggressive. Know, be aggressive. And hustle. Yeah. Like, you grind. Even to, you know, to this day, I still grind. You have yeah. to. And you can never get complacent. Yeah. You know, in anything, you know, the minute you get complacent, because there's someone on your tail. Somebody will take that mm-hmm. job. So yeah. you, got, you know, and there's a lot of females we know that are in higher positions and who are on air and they'll get complacent and all of a sudden you don't see them anymore. Yeah. But I mean, you're a perfect testament to that, too. You've had some really unfortunate things happen to you being right. a female in this industry. Right. And you created your own content. You have your own show now. And right. it's just growing and growing. And I mean, it's just it's you're an inspiration already to so many people, and I, I just it makes my heart happy because yeah, women it's are good. And it's women nice are so, hustling. So we've got me and Becky, and then and David. So it's like David, a, it's like the, per, it's like the perfect it's like the perfect uh, chemistry. But yeah, it was great. So you know, I think like you said, we're mm-hmm. going to continue to have our guests and our even our bigger guests when we make our big announcement. Yeah. Um, but it is nice to get a female perspective every now and then. I don't want to like you know, kind of think that they're different, but it is nice just to have that kind of um, variety on our show. Yeah. Our, like our our live chat loved her too. Thanks guys for tuning in here. Mm-hmm. Um, well, before we go, um, one thing I do want to talk about is Kawhi. Um, Let's so he, talk Kawhi. Before, because I know we yeah. only have a couple minutes, but Ugh. Kawhi did meet with Pop a week ago and I was told from Inside Sources that it didn't go well, it didn't go yeah. like they thought it was going to go. Sure. And it was more of a formality, to, you know, coach and, mm-hmm. you know, player, mm-hmm. disgruntled mm-hmm. player to meet. And I think after the words that Pop said and Tony Parker said about the injury and how he kind of took his rehab outside mm-hmm. the organization and so forth, I just think it's, you know, when you can just tell that the mm-hmm. relationship is just kind of. It's going to be cut. It's just, <laughs> yeah. you could, I mean, it's done. You could I tell when he was nursing that quad yeah. injury. Like, right. you could tell We that all know. And as a player, you know, I've always really respected. I think he's the best, one of the best two-way players in the game. I think the minute he was nursing that, we all know he's one of those players that wouldn't normally, you know, he wouldn't no, do that. No, because mm-hmm. he's such a, he 
just such a like a humble, good person. Right. And to do something like that, it's you know, it's it says something. Like he yeah. like he wants something. He wants out. He's made it very right. clear that he wants out, and the Spurs have made it very clear that they're either going to keep him or he's going to go to the Eastern Conference. Right. I, I'm I, interested to see again. It's like always about Lakers. It's like yes. Paul George Lakers, LeBron oh, Lakers, shut, Kawhi. Yes. Like, I mean, it's all conversations down with the Lakers. It, it shut them down. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, but but I just I, for me, it's like I. How do, how would you not want to play under Pop? Like I just don't I don't get yeah. it. I just but but why also do you want to keep a player there if he's so disenfranchised? It's only just going to toxify right. the players and the team. If they keep him, it's just gonna it's just gonna get worse and worse sure. and worse. You have to move on. You have to find Cut your new ties. player. Maybe a guy like Dejounte Murray could help. I know Lamarcus Aldridge is still doing his thing. He's getting up there in age though. Right. They just I mean, could find... LeBron go to the Spurs? I mean, before oh, we man. were talking about that, this I morning, mean LeBron. I mean, Likes basketball like you. Yeah. We will the best find out on Friday, isn't he? He's making. Did you guys hear that he's making his announcement on uninterrupted? Also, Space Jam. then he's gonna have his movie premiere. I don't want to even talk about the Space Jam too because you cannot no. do Space Jam again. Okay, but you also can't. I mean, you're too young, David, to know. But oh, Space, I know Jam Space Jam was like me, Space Jam was like my life. Believe and like, me, yeah. I with, know Space Jam. Very well, Michael well. Jordan will not be watching that for sure. And he will not be. With, with Michael Jordan. I mean, you just can't. You know, there's certain but, films you can't redo. I just also think like this is a serious moment. Like you're changing, you're changing the 2018-19 season of basketball depending on where he yeah. he falls, and you're gonna follow it up with his movie premiere trailer. I don't know. <laughs> it's just everything. That's why at Lakerland seems so perfect, right? right? Let's go to That's Lakers and then let's walk down the red carpet. No. Oh, anyway. it makes me sick. Right. There's just so many antics and business and it's, politics. I, I mean, it was opened up from last year. This all this whole free agent thing, mm-hmm. free agency thing. Katie went to the Warriors, and everyone else was like, mm-hmm. the next year, like, oh, I got to do something. You saw the super teams yeah. format, mm-hmm. and now it's only going to get crazier. And I'm so excited for this off season. You I have too. No idea. I mean, this free agency off season oh. is is actually more exciting than <laughs> I know. I just want Friday playoff games oh. and mm-hmm. NBA finals. Then the finals. Interesting. Well, okay, we will be back again next week, same time, same yeah. place. Um, you can find me at BJ Laughlin on Twitter and at Bonnie Jill on Instagram and Facebook and Becky Sotero. Yes, Becky Sotero. Mm-hmm. And that's it. Until next time, we'll be talking a lot more <laughs> sports, and we'll see you. Nice, Marissa. From executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Express herein are those of the host only. Do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 